Hi, and welcome back to another episode of The Search Podcast. I'm Elliot Manning, the Managing Director of Cayman Recruitment. We are based out in the UK and US. Enjoy this week's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Search Podcast. Uh, this week, I have. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Search Podcast. I'm Elliot Manning. I am uh, joined by a very, uh, let's just say, a very close guest of ours today, um, based over in the States. Um, her name is Amy. She's the VP for Console Partners in the USA. But, um, Amy, if you would like to take over and uh, introduce yourself in a bit more detail. Yeah, hi, thank you very much for having me on Elliot today. You're actually uh, popping my podcast cherry, so um, thank you very much for, for being the one. Um, yes, I work as the Vice President for Console Partners in the US. Um, essentially, um, I do everything except for sales, so internal yep. hiring, training, delivery, marketing, operations, the whole caboodle outside of sales is that tell us like we go into it is that all of your background outside of sales inside sales dealing with everything else you know across the board what's uh tell us your story yeah so actually I've, um, i'll answer this in two parts if that's okay because cool. i actually think i've got quite an, well i'll let you be the judge whether it's interesting but i think it's an interesting story about um my sort of journey in recruitment it's a little bit um serendipitous really so yeah. I'll go back to, um, you know, when I was young, Amy, I'd always said that I wanted to live in America. I always had this big American dream. Yeah. And I used to talk to my parents and say, how am I going to get to America? I really want to be in America. Um, and I went off to college, did a law degree, finished my law degree, became an air hostess, as you do after doing a law degree. Um, and after a certain amount of years, I was thinking, you know, what am I going to do in my life? I'm kind of at this crossroads now I'm approaching 30 I've been in the airline for a while um, and a friend of mine said you know I'm going to go out to Australia for a gap year and you know just find myself again I thought that sounds yeah. great I'll do that too uh, a couple of weeks before we were due to go out to Australia she dropped out so suddenly I was on my way to Australia on my own um, and actually fell into something called recruiting while I was out there there's quite a big market for it in Australia particularly yeah. Brits um, so I started at Hayes Recruiting um, and actually, one of the reasons I got the job was that I had a law degree and they needed somebody on their legal desk to do legal recruiting. So worked very well, stayed there for a while um, and then ultimately made the decision to come back to the UK um, where I kind of continued in this path of recruiting. A bit like everybody, never really had a plan to go into recruiting, didn't really know what it was until I fell into it. Yeah. Um, and after a few years in the UK, um, I suddenly had this light bulb moment where I thought, if they sponsor people in Australia, I wonder if they sponsor people in America. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I Googled jobs in America and found, you know, someone who was advertising a, a bunch of jobs in America. So I uh, fast forward and I land in Dallas in another recruiting opportunity in Dallas. Um, and actually going back a, a few steps, when I was saying I wanted to be in America, I used to say I wanted to live in Hollywood and marry a movie director. <laughs> um, and so when I'm in Dallas, you know, it wasn't the Los Angeles that I was initially looking for, but I met a guy um, who happened to be from Los Angeles, who was right. in the uh, movie industry or, you know, acting industry, not a movie director, but in the industry. And um, fast forward a number of steps and here I am in Los Angeles, where I said I wanted to be, married to somebody in the um, sort of arts, I guess you'd say. Um, and it feels like it's come a complete circle from, you know, what I was saying when I was a teenager to yeah. here I am now. 
do you think this just happened? It just kind of, you know, fell into this place of, of your dream. Did you make it happen? Do you, you know, what do you say? I mean, cause a lot of people say like, you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Yes. Did you make this happen? Did you follow the dream because you wanted to and, you know, put yourself in that position? Yeah, it's a good question because I'm a, I'm a very firm believer of the law of attraction. If you put it out there and you say, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to get there, whether you subconsciously or subconsciously make your way there, I'm not sure, but I do believe in, you know, you make things happen for yourself. And I've said, ever since I can remember, I was going to live in America and I was going to live in Los Angeles. Yeah. And it might have taken me a number of years, um, but you do get there. So I, I'm a very firm believer in, in making things happen and making things happen for yourself. So, yeah, yeah I like to think that. Done it's just incredible. Yeah. Like you've gone to many different places and you got exactly what you wanted and where you wanted and how you wanted it. So exactly. fair play to you. Um, you. Question in terms of like where you are now and what you're doing. Yes. Do you, and I've got to ask this if you don't mind, do you miss the sales of recruitment, like being hands-on? Um, I occasionally am hands-on in the recruiting space, occasionally, okay. but my role is so... I wear so many different hats that just time-wise, I just physically can't do that anymore. Sure. I do absolutely miss the, you know, I sometimes, you know, I get a little bit envious when someone's ringing the gong for a deal and writing for a deal and, and that close. I still miss things like that. But my roles evolve so much that, you know, I'm happy for other people doing that now and helping yeah. other people with success. But sort of answering the, the question, backing up a little bit, and when you said, you know, about my role and what I do now, yes, I've kind of dipped my hands into every single aspect because ultimately I do want to be a CEO one day of a yeah. recruitment business. And I think it's important that you are able to be an all-rounder. Um, so I've been in recruiting, I've been in the sales, I've been in management, operations, marketing, training, hiring. So I think that's given me a really sort of well-rounded um, resume, if you like, to hopefully one day progress into that area. So I'm not just stuck in one thing, but additionally, I think this is one of the things that, you know, pieces of advice I would give to people is yeah. make things happen for yourself. Um, yeah. Put your hands up to learn a new skill. Um, don't feel that you just have to stay in this cookie, cookie cutter, I find that difficult to say, in this little mold that yeah. people just expect you just keep progressing in the area that you specialize in currently. Um, I've put my hand up and asked to learn more about different areas. And I think that's one of the key pieces of advice for anybody, whether that's a female in management or anybody, um, you know, put your hand up and learn a new skill, you know, find out more about a different area that maybe you yeah. don't know about at the moment. You kind of answered the question for me, but I do want to go into it a little <laughs> bit more. So you set out a plan and, and have an aspiration to become an, a CEO um or you know so great you know what you want there but at what point did you how did it come around like at what point did you think do you know what I need to do this kind of role to get that you know who taught you that's the the path that you needed to take because I'm going to be up front with you like you know after having been in this game for quite a long time especially with Metaret talk to many people in recruitment companies it's very rare that you see someone with that kind of ambition that has decided that do you know what I'm going to step back from recruiting and I want to learn everything else, which is the, you know, I'm going to be honest, it's more of the right way to do it. I'm going to learn everything else about the business from an operational perspective. Um, I want to be a, you know, a, let's just say 
a go-to person around the business across the board so that I learn all the skills required to run a business and be a CEO. Um, but how did you come around? How did that decision come around for you? Um, I think it's, it's a mixture of things, first of all. Um, I think at the beginning of my career, I was pushed forward quite quickly based on success and results um, and was given opportunities to very quickly move into account management, team leadership, etc. So one, I was kind of set on that path very early on. Um, number two, I'm sort of naturally like that. I'm naturally someone that likes to be responsible for things. Um, that's how you get the best out of me is just pile on the workload and you know, you'll get the best results from me. Um, I think thirdly, yes, it's a, it's a case of make it happen. Um, and I actually have to give credit to a couple of managers I've worked with in the past. Um, a gentleman called Matt Evelt um, that I used to work with at Gattaca, um, Janice Marks, who I used to work with in the UK, and uh, Brian, who and, and Mark as well from Console. Um, a lot of them have been very um, heavy in talking about self-development. Um, and I remember there being a lot of um, talk about self-development, particularly from, from Matt, um, where you know he said, if you want to get far, you have to take accountability for yourself and your own development and not wait for others to make it happen. Um, and I think by that, I did a lot of investment in things like you know, working on communication skills, doing lots of management training, and doing lots of um, you know, relationship building training. Whatever training, whatever books I could read, I did because I knew that I wanted to be further down the line you know, in a position where you know, I'm responsible for a business. And so I knew that there would be steps that I would have to do in order to get there and sort of started that train quite early on of, you know, developing myself and taking accountability for my own journey. Um, I've been very, very lucky to work with fantastic managers along the way who have not only encouraged this, but helped me with, look, you know, you could do with finding out, you know, working a bit more on budgets and P&Ls, let me show you the way. Um, and I think that's because I've always been very upfront and honest with where I want to go and what I want to be. And people have sort of encouraged that along the way, which has been wonderful and not tried to prohibit that. And have seen me as someone who, you know, will flourish with more responsibility and insights into the business, et cetera. And obviously the yeah. business gets the benefit of that. Um, but I also get the benefit of learning more. So, um, yeah, it goes back to that whole make it happen, I think, is is really the key there. So on this, you know, on this on this subject, how do you feel about that responsibility? How does it make you feel? I mean, and we've gone through, which is, you know, which I thank you for, you know, in terms of how to make things happen for yourself and taking accountability. And mm -hmm. I completely agree with you. I've done exactly the same with my business. No one's there to show me or teach me, but, you know, it's all about either learning the hard way or doing it yourself right? right um so i completely agree with you there but how does that responsibility make you feel now that you're in that position or get going in that direction what, what's it done done for you and um, i think it, it broadens your entire life and perspective around life because you can utilize skills that you learn in business in other areas of your life as well so for example going back to things like self-development and communication um, you know, doing things like, you know, disc assessments and things like that, you figure out more about yourself. And not only is that useful in the business sense and how you're communicating and working with people, but additionally, you can use that in home life, how you're communicating yeah. with the other half, how you're communicating with friends and family, 
Um, and that's just one example is communication. But I think the more you can develop yourself, both professionally and personally, will benefit the other side. So professional development is going to benefit you personally and same vice versa. So I think the more personally for me, the more responsibility I have, the more I feel like I'm developing as an all round human being as well. Yeah, definitely. Fine. On to today. How's the past yeah. year been for you? Um, different, yes. I think, is different, challenging, rewarding. I think this is a year that a lot of people remember, will, will remember as being a struggle and a challenge, but yet there's been a lot of big billers for us this year who can obviously take that away as saying, actually, this was one of my best years ever in business. And I think it falls down to making of it the best that you can and um, not using, well, it's COVID, no one's hiring as, you know, potentially an excuse, you know, go out there and keep doing what you've always done. Keep building those relationships. I think this year's also been the year to recognize that if you're good at building rapport and relationships with people, that's really going to help you, um, you know, with people that aren't hiring as much as they were hiring previously um, I think this has been a bit of an eye-opener year for a lot of people but ultimately you know as I say console has been very successful this year um, almost I wouldn't go quite as far to say as business as usual um, but almost that element and I think it's really helped a few people you know practice and sharpen sales skills recruiting skills and yeah. having to be you know just a little bit more than they would be in any other given year. What have you personally, you know, in talking just from your yourself, have found mm -hmm. really difficult about the last, you know, 12 months and moving forward? You know, what have you seen as the biggest challenge for you as an individual? As an individual, um, it's going to be internal hiring. Yeah. Um, and the reason for that is, is not that that there's any reason why people wouldn't want to join console, for example. It's more the what the market's doing. I think because, you know, a lot of people that have been in business development have found it tougher this year. We've seen a lot of people swing from, from being in business development to wanting to go into the corporate side of recruiting, where, you know, you're working in-house for, a, you know, a, a corporate business and not having to do that business development side. We've also seen a lot of people that have a business development background that want to go into just the candidate side of recruiting mm -hmm. because maybe they've, they've struggled a little bit or seen that it's been a bit harder for them. So there's been a lot of differences in the market. Um, plus, we've seen people leaving, um, you know, certain areas like, for example, California. You know, there's lots of people that not just internal wise, but, you know, candidates in general leaving California and going to other states. So there's been lots of things that you probably wouldn't have anticipated this year. Um, plus, people maybe have been a little bit trepid about, you know, moving from one company to another company um, during a pandemic and not knowing what's going to happen. And, you know, you're hearing in the market layoffs from certain companies. So, you know, I think all of those things in, in whole have been challenging um, yeah. for businesses to grow, not just ourselves, but other businesses as a whole. So yeah. that would definitely be something I would say personally for me has been a challenge. Fine. So moving into, we're now in 2021, new year, um, yeah. supposed to be a fresh start, which we were saying on the beginning before we <laughs> recorded this, that, um, you know, we're, we're, we're still in the mix, you know, midst of mix yeah. of it all. And it's, it's not changed too much, yes. um, but it is what it is. We move forward. Um, 
what's the plan for for you and the internal hiring and the business over in you know that's i suppose for more from a state side which is you know what you predominantly look after i think the difference coming into this year is people are now starting to adapt to the new normal yeah. whereas you know when you roll back to march of last year it was all new no one really had heard of this pandemic before and you know people maybe panicked a little bit or weren't sure what to make of things now we're entering a phase where you know, we, we're able to go on with life as the new normal now, where people have been evolved, adapted to the situation. So some of those challenges, I think, will be wiped away with the fact that this is just the new normal now. Uh, we've also been able to um, onboard people remotely, do all the inductions and training, get people successful remotely in a remote capacity. So it's something that we as a business as well have been able to adapt to successfully. So for 2021, it's actually a very, very exciting time for Comsol. Um, one, we're going to be doing a lot of continued growth, both in our Los Angeles office as well as our Austin office. And um, we also have plans to expand into Philadelphia as well. So we'll be yep. opening a third office. Um, so lots of growth plans there. Um, one of the big growth areas for us will be our Austin office. Um, we're building our contract practice from yep. Austin. Um, previously, console has always been in the States very perm heavy. Uh, we've been very much focused on the perm area. Um, we've been in hotbed markets that have notoriously lent to perm hiring, like um, autonomous driving, um, artificial intelligence. You, know, you don't usually get contractors in that space. Whereas one of the areas of growth for us is going to be our contract practice in Austin, which will be wider IT as well as niche technology. So mm. still sticking with the console mold, but building that out as well. So we'll be hiring, um, that will be a split desk model. So you'll either be on the sales side or the recruiting side, rather than the 360 that we have with the PERM team. So that'll be some hiring. Um, but not only that, we've actually got um, a lot of new benefits and things like that that we've rolled in for 2021. Um, and I think this is part of the, a lot of this has come from the acquisition. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware, Console was acquired at the back end of 2019 by uh, an investment company called Empresaria Group. Yeah. Um, they're a huge company, only about 22 businesses across the globe. Um, and what that's led to us having is a lot of financial investment as well being as well as being able to work as a, as a small boutique sized company and have that culture. Yep. Um, with that, we've got a, a great CEO who I know you know, Brian Van Aken, yep. who's got 30 years recruiting experience in, in the US, a lot of that in the contract area. So he's been very prominent focusing on the contract space. Um, what he's also done is we've added a lot more benefits. So we've now got some new tenure benefits, which we rolled out um, literally a week ago, January, yep. um, which uh, every year you're with business, you'll get more PTO, you'll get more benefits, you'll get various different things at each step of, of the way. Um, we've also got lots more incentives going on. Um, so not only we, we've got an excellent commission structure, we pay up to 40%. It's, it's one of the market best commission structures. Um, but not only that, we're now paying out thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in additional bonuses for hitting milestone billing targets, new business, uh, new clients. Um, we've got incentives around retainers being sold. Okay. We've got lots of other incentives and bonuses and benefits, as well as that awesome commission structure. So really, if you're an individual contributor and you're a biller um, yeah. and you're confident in your billing ability, you will by far eclipse any earning potential that you could at any other business based yeah. on the bonuses and incentives as well as the commission we now have in place. So it's a good time to be with us. 
sure. No, it definitely sounds like it. And for those that are listening in or, you know, see this podcast, please feel free to reach out to Amy and go through anything. I think she's pretty much just sold you the opportunity regardless. And <laughs> there's a lot to, to to offer with a business like Console Partners. We've worked with them for many years. Um, I actually interviewed with a Console Partners about 10, 15 years ago um, in London, funny enough. So I know the business well. They've grown from strength to strength um, and they've got a lot to, to I suppose, to do now over the next few years with their growth plans, which um, having spoken to Brian and now yourself, there's there's a lot there. Um, Amy, really, really appreciate you being on this podcast with me. Um, I've learned a, a hell of a lot about you and your journey and what you're aiming to achieve in the business. And, you know, it's, it's fantastic to see a company, um, you know, like Console that has allowed and opened up their, you know, I suppose their business to, to people to progress and develop in different areas, which again, as I said before, you don't see very often. If you're a recruiter and you want to be able to develop and I suppose learn more about the business, don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to try and put yourself in that position. I feel like if they if a good biller in a business asks their boss to progress in other areas like that, they're scared they're going to lose their job or the boss is going to have a go at them. And it doesn't seem to go down very well usually. But console partners, obviously clearly a different story. Um, you're going upwards and upwards, you know, in the business, which is fantastic. And there's so much more happening. As I mentioned, if anyone's got anything they want to go through, I'll, I'll point you in the right direction. Amy, all your details will be on the uh, podcast itself so people know who you are and where you are. But um, is there any other final, I suppose, tips or advice for someone? And and if we can base it around that, follow your dream um point that you made earlier and trying to get to what you want which I, i'll be honest with you i've not had anyone on any of these podcasts really touch on as much as you and show i suppose the proof of it as well yeah and um, yeah i do have some good tips for people actually and um, i guess i'd separate that by people new into recruitment versus experienced recruitment yeah. i think that the overall in art should be if you want some you know put your head above the water put your hands up for things make it known where you want to go and, and try and always make sure you're moving yourself forward and be accountable for your own career. Don't put it in the hands of someone else and wait for them to offer something to you. But new people into recruitment, ask questions. Embrace the what I call the rites of passage. To be a good recruiter, you'll be aware of this, Elliot, to be a good recruiter, you have to go through the dangerous path of dropouts, ghosting, getting information wrong, you know, all the, the things that happen. But that's the rites of passage where you know, you're then able to be an experienced recruiter. So embrace that, ask people, utilize others' experience. Don't be afraid of, of asking for help. If you're an experienced person, I would say be dedicated to your craft and um, make sure you're always moving forward with what you want personally and professionally. And don't be afraid to open your eyes to where you may need to still develop areas and, um, you know, use that as something to keep yourself moving forward, not as, yeah. you know, as a criticism. Yeah. Amazing. I've just made a note of that. The rights of passage and recruitment. Can you imagine if I asked any recruiter what they all are, the list would be absolutely endless, but everyone's, <laughs> everyone's gone through, I suppose, bits of everything, um, depending on how long they've been in the game for. But if you can go through all of that, as you said, then, you know, that's the only way you're going to learn. Um, exactly. As I said, you've got to learn the hard way, right? Um, Amy, again, thank you so much for your time. Really, really appreciate it. Um, I'm, look, we'll definitely be in contact. And as I said, anyone uh, is listening and wants to get in touch with you can do directly. But thanks again. And uh, hopefully we'll speak very soon. 
Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you giving us the platform to speak and I've enjoyed the conversation. So thank you, Elliot, for speaking. Likewise, with me. likewise. I'll talk to you soon, Amy. Thank you very much. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Search Podcast. Uh, this week I have 